Well, since you asked. Well, since you asked. Well, since you asked. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Well, Since You Asked, a podcast created by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs with exclusive interviews brought to you by Halford Social Pros with your host, Spencer Halford. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Well, Since You Asked. This is episode number two. So excited to be on to episode number two. Happy Thursday to everyone. Uh, so excited for this episode. I have been anticipating this episode for a long time. Um, by the way, my name is Spencer. Can't remember if I said that already or not. My name is Spencer, the owner of Halford Social Pros. Check us out online at www.halfordsocialpros.com or on Instagram at Halford Social Pros. I'm really, really excited to have this week's guest on with me today. This week's guest is uh, lives here in Southern Utah, same place as I'm at, right here in the heart of St. George, Utah. Uh, she has made a big name for herself nationally. She started the Badassery Magazine. She has uh, made friends with the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk and teaches people how to succeed in their own business now. So honestly, couldn't ask for a better guest. I am so excited to introduce Samantha Parker. Thank you for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always fun to chat with local people. Absolutely. Well, and I was super stoked to, to, to run into you too. I had no idea that you were here in town and you know, I've, I've heard of the badassery magazine before and I'd heard of it, I should say, and you know, was intrigued and, you know, crossing paths with you was kind of uh what's the, the word I'm looking for? Uh, serendipitous, I suppose. I, I feel like we have a lot of similar interests here. So grateful for the connection. Yeah, this is gonna be a um, fun conversation. I agree. Yeah. Samantha, tell us just a, a quick intro, who you are, what you've done before. I, I mentioned uh, the Badassery magazine. What else have, what's, what else has been in the works? Yeah. So my name is Samantha Parker. I'm the owner of the samanthaparker.com. And I've been online for probably about five years now. I love when people are like, introduce yourself. I'm like, well, where are we going with this? <laughs> <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> yeah, because so many people have, you know, that fancy little elevator pitch. But reality, like as business owners, we're always so much more than that. Especially if you've got a so creative true. mind that fires off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, a blessing and a curse. Yeah. So that's Samantha Parker is a digital marketing agency. Um, I am located here in Southern Utah, but we have clients all over the whole world. And I've had my own personal brand, though, Samantha Parker, since I started. I used to call myself Hype Social Strategies just to be ultra fancy. And then oh, I just nice. rebranded into my own name. And then you mentioned Badassery Magazine, which was this really amazing passion project that I ran. Like, gosh, I was even all in at one point for about three years. I co-owned that brand. And then we just oh, wow. shut it down a few months ago. So it's been fun to just transition back into my own personal brand and building me. Good for you. That's awesome. It's funny that you mentioned wearing so many hats and having a brain that's firing all the time. Uh, the last episode, I had uh, Taylor Mobley, the uh, owner of Blonde and Ambitious blog on there, and we talked for a little bit about having so many hats and you know just the the level that it takes to not only have your own business, but to successfully operate it too. It, it's quite the transition. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but I remember when I started my own agency, I remember thinking, holy smokes, like, nine to five, like that was, that was easy. Now I'm working 24 seven and I'm sure you can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, <I can. laughs> It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And when yeah. people are like, Oh, I'm too busy. I'm like, well, what time do you get off work? What do you do with the rest of the day? 
I know. What do you do with the rest of your day? Are you watching Netflix? Are you watching Hulu? What what's what's happening at night? And that's a good point too. I I think you and I share the same opinion. When people get off work, and you know their goal is to be an entrepreneur, they want to leave the nine to five, but they say, ah, I'm just stuck in this job. I'm not making enough money. Guys, there's so much more time in the day to start making money and being your own entrepreneur and start leaving that nine to five. And you know, if you're leaving the nine to five, trust us, you're you're joining the twenty four seven. It's not a, a cut and dry. You're going to go live on a beach. There's a lot of groundwork you got to lay. But it is impressive, though, that these people are spending so much time doing things that they know they shouldn't be doing, but still daydream of doing something different. Uh, yeah, I guess it just that, that would be a habit, really. You know, so you have different routines and true. different habits. So. When people, you know, and my husband's like this too, like when he gets off work, he's off and he comes home and he occupies his time with different things than I would, you know? And so it's just Mm -hmm. a different way of living and a different way of thinking. True. Yeah. And, you know, Mazel Tov, if if that's how, uh, what what makes them happy and fulfills them, then by all means, you know, I, I do not want to step in the way of, of someone's happiness or, nor tell them how to be happy, right? If, if that's their level of happiness and please don't let me interfere there, um, I guess my question to you first off is as an aspiring entrepreneur or or if someone came to you and said, Hey, I'm an aspiring entrepreneur, what are the, the tools to success? I mean, what what can I buckle down and understand and know that's gonna help me, you know, in a year have my own business and transform my life? <laughs> um, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a pretty loaded question. So, you know, you're going to really have to change who you are. And that's what it ultimately came down to for me is I'm not the same person that I started out to be. That doesn't change that I, excuse me, that doesn't mean that I changed, you know, and I became like this horrible person or cutthroat person or anything like that. But you really do have to change who you are. You have to see a bigger picture. Your mindset works differently. My brain functions differently. You know, I have to get up and work out my body because we're going 24 seven. And so really it's like, you have to start looking at things like, how can I maximize everything? If it's brain power, if it's body power, you know, all that stuff. And you literally have to realize that you will become a completely different person. And you know what? You'll lose a lot of your friends along the way because they won't see that vision. (laughs) And you'll lose a lot of things that you thought were so important to you. You know, I look back at different things and I'm like, why was that such a big deal to me? Like now I don't even care. Right. (laughs) But <laughs> and you are so right too. I mean, when people start off on their entrepreneurial journey, you're going to get invited to the lake and you'll be invited to go skiing and you'll be invited to, you know, go on a yacht, whatever it is. Right. But if you're passionate about what you're doing, you know, there's, there's work time and there's play time. And, you know, I, I certainly like to balance both, but you know, a lot of people will sacrifice. They'll take a day off of work. They're going to go hang out at the lake. When you're an entrepreneur, even if you take a day off at the lake, you know, most of the time you live on your phone. And so a day off really isn't a a realistic thing too. Yeah. And, but I actually really enjoy this. So like, I just got back last night. Um, we went on like a little mini vacay and was like hanging out on the river. And then a few days before that, I'd been in Salt Lake city for a few days. And then tomorrow morning I'm going to Dallas, but what people don't see is I'm like, yeah, we're staying in this place on the river, but I was up at 5am, you know, answering my emails, checking into all my stuff. And I had done about five hours of work and then I get to go out and live my life. So it's a paired freedom. (laughs) And I honestly don't mind it at all. You know, like I'm laying there in bed and my kids are sleeping. They don't even know. It doesn't affect anyone's life at all. I agree. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up. I mean, it is such a trade-off, a paired lifestyle. You said it perfectly. Um, Just the other month I was in Europe. I was helping my brother move into uh, Spain. He got a job in animation there. 
And first we decided to go to Paris because we've, we've never been to Paris. And unfortunately, I missed a, a lot of really cool sites. I didn't get to see Mona Lisa. I missed a cool tour um, because I, I needed to go back to the hotel and jump on the Wi-Fi and work. But at the same time, I was, I was in Paris, right? I was on the Eiffel Tower and was able to see these other cool things. So exactly what you said. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. A, a good trade-off is so crucial. And it's a fun yeah. lifestyle to live. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, I like, you know, when people will come and stay with me and they're like, oh, are you working today? I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, what are you doing <laughs> yes. with your day? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I feel you. All right, guys, uh, for those of you who want to check her out, it's uh, thesamanthaparker.com. Um, Samantha, on your website, talk to us about the Girl Crush Alliance. Yeah, so the Girl Crush Alliance is, is really, really fun. I absolutely love it. So my free Facebook group is actually just called the Girl Crush Alliance. If you want to come in and connect with other, it is mostly women um, building businesses, and it's a great support network. And then I developed the Girl Crush Alliance as this really amazing resource tool for people who are wanting to kind of DIY their growth online. Because like you, Spencer, we do a lot of social media content. And, right. you know, some people just aren't ready for that. And so the Girl Crush Alliance is basically a giant resource tool for you to create content. And then we paired it with an Instagram growth bot. So it's pretty fun. So you can grow your Instagram on autopilot. But then at the same time, you have all these templates to like create social media content for everything. That is seriously so cool. It's nice to, you know, especially, and I remember, and I'm sure you remember, you know, starting a business. I wish I would have known that tools like this are ready and available. I think it would have transformed the way I went about starting my own agency and, and really just organizing the way I started a business too. This Girl Crush Alliance, again, it's at the Samantha Parker, the Samantha Parker .com. Uh, And just up at the top, click on Girl Crush Alliance. There are seriously so many things. I mean, I've been scrolling on this page for like a minute and the page still is going and going and going. There are Instagram templates. There are... Uh, ebook templates. There is the Instagram growth bot that Samantha mentioned. What type of results have you seen for the people that have joined the Girl Crush Alliance just in, in not necessarily growing their Instagram, but growing their business too and succeeding as a businessman or businesswoman? Yeah. So a lot of it is like taking a lot of the time that they're spending on busy work and then being able to flip it into actual either client work or, you know, the money-making activities that we all need to focus on so much. And so it frees up a huge portion of time for that. But what a lot of people don't realize too is they don't realize that like growing your audience isn't every single day thing. And so it's kind of given people right. like the ability to make sure that they're consistent in that every single day thing, but like not spending hours and hours doing it. So I've seen a lot of women who are like, you know, finally like polishing up their presentation online, which does matter. I know a lot of people don't want to hear it. <laughs> it does. No, yeah. it, it, face the facts, people. It, it definitely matters. It does. And so we're seeing things yeah. like they're doubling their followers and just different things like that. So it's been a lot of fun wow. to like watch the growth. And then I basically, you know, have been taking everything that I've learned too and putting it into a resource center for people. Awesome. So a lot of amazing results, it sounds like. Again, anyone wanting to join www.thesamanthaparker.com. Uh, it is really important, like you mentioned, to be able to uh, not only grow your presence, but have a presence that's quality too. Um, one thing that I see a lot of small business owners do when they're starting off and you know, I, I think they understand it's important to post online, but I also understand or they understand that, you know, quality content takes time. It's not something that's done in a day or two days. Um, like for, for example, 
uh, my digital agency, I, I publish a video fairly regularly that says, hey, here's a tip on how to succeed on Facebook ads uh, or just online generally, right? That, that's a pretty quick shoot, but I pay someone to edit it. I pay someone to send it back to me. It, it's, it takes a minute, right? I mean, we're, we're about a week process. What I feel a lot of small business owners do is they go to somewhere like uh, Unsplash or Pexels and they'll uh, grab a stock image and post it up. And while stock images are cool and they, they look nice, the investment in quality content can be so transformative for your business. And so to anyone listening to this that's struggling with their social media presence or wanting to increase their social media presence, find some time to grab some quality content, hire a photographer, uh, learn how to take pictures yourself, start vlogging, make a podcast, get some quality content out there. Yeah, I 100% agree with that because stock images will only take you so far and they can be used like here and there for different things. But one of the most important assets you have is your face because social media is all about the no like trust factor. If I want to work with you, I have to know you, I have to like trust you. And so I love that you, you know, you say you put I up agree. a video. It's like, I have to have watched you and trusted you. And I think the first time I met you, I asked you if you were trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. You did ask me if I was trustworthy the very first time we met. Um, and I can understand why. I mean, I am a new figure in town. I just barely started uploading videos. Uh, and I think to our point that we're trying to make, you know, that quality content can not only help you build trust online, but also helps you build an experience online too. When people do business with you, they want to understand what that feeling is going to be like. Yeah, exactly. And then it also kind of positions you as the expert as well. So you can show off your expertise. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, just organizationally, what tools are you using to succeed? I know you and I were big fans of Trello. I talked to my last guest, Taylor, about Trello. I'm still waiting for Trello to send this podcast a check. Um, what, what, what tools are you using and you know, what tools are your employees using too, that are helping you succeed, grow your business? Yeah. Since I work on the go so much, um, and kind of the lifestyle that I live, like I have, you know, kids and I want to be able to be home if I need to be home and et cetera. And then some of my team lives all over, so they're not here locally. So we use <laughs> Trello a lot to manage projects, right? And then I use it for my own yeah. like, to-dos, um, quote unquote. But then we use Slack a lot as well. So Slack is a great nice. tool for communicating like back and forth, mm -hmm. whereas Trello is more of like task-oriented. Yeah, I agree. So you mentioned some of your employees aren't local. Um, where are the rest of your employees at? I know you're here in Southern Utah. Where are the rest? Um, Dallas and Nebraska, Canada. And then, um, I do have a girl that works in here in office with me. Oh man, they are all over the place then. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a huge fan of letting, so I have two employees as well and I let them work from home and you know, they, they have their own hours and things like that. As a business owner, have you found that as a pro, a con? What's been your experience with having employees that work remotely? So it depends on the employee. So um, I had an employee recently that it was a con. She couldn't work on her own, <laughs> you know, and she <laughs> couldn't be like manage herself. And I didn't know what she was doing most of the time when I gave her more freedom. Mm. And so it really just depends on the person and then the type of business they're used to working in. So, you know, my employee that works in Dallas, like she's completely used to working in an online space. You know, if she wants to work till midnight, she'll do it. All of her tasks are done the day they need to be done type of thing, you know, um, gotcha. but she's like self-driven, very motivated, you know, that type of person. So really it depends on the type mm -hmm. of person. 
if you're bringing on someone who's used to working, you know, where they clock in and clock out, it's going to be a transition to get them used to being like, hey, you know what, we messaged you, like you didn't respond, I needed to know where XYZ was. So really, it's, right. it's all, I think, person based, you know, and some people, yeah. which is totally fine, if this is you, they can't work outside the confinement of, you know, these are my working hours, and they don't rapidly fire right. from task to task. Totally. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just people are wired different, right? I mean, for example, my wife, she's a graphic artist and graphic artists love deadlines or, or maybe that's just my wife in general. I don't want to speak for all graphic artists, but she loves deadlines. She likes being held accountable. And so going somewhere where she's expected to work a certain amount of hours is, is good, right? Um, whereas other people like yourself and I, uh, with a little bit more, uh, free spirit and, uh, I don't want to say leisure because that's certainly not the right word, but uh, <laughs> people who are more uh, relaxed but know how to to work well. And I'm not trying to say that to put anyone down, but but I feel like that's the stereotype we fall into. You know, working remotely is incredibly beneficial. And uh, one thing I think it's funny, just switching gears for a minute, there's all these websites popping up. One of them, I can't remember the name of it, but it's something like it's like underpants worker or something like that. You can go on there and it's only a remote working website. People post remote jobs on there. I thought it was the funniest name. That's but awesome. It, before, yeah, it's pretty good. But before you sign up for the website, you actually have to take like a like a three-minute quiz that asks you like, do you understand that working from home is oftentimes harder than working in an office? But at the same time, people who work from home are 20% uh, 20 more productive. So, I mean, there, there's definitely a trade-off, but I do love that the world as a, or I should say the United States in general is switching more to remote work. I think it's great. Yeah. And I did work from home for about four years. And then it got to the point where I felt like I was trapped inside my house all the time. And like the walls were kind of closing in on me and I didn't have a lot of separation of like work being at home, you know? And so right. I needed to divide that for myself. Well, and it's so helpful for someone like a working mom that can stay home and spend time with their kids as well as grow business online too. And finding a, a good legitimate way to do that like you've done is so beneficial to not only you and your children, but just to your family unit as a whole too. Yeah, you said one of my least favorite words though. <laughs> <laughs> Which word is it? Uh, working mom. Do you, do you classify yourself as a working dad? I just always wonder, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, fair enough. I mean, that's a good point. I'm not a working dad. I don't have kids. So <laughs> maybe, maybe when I have kids, I might classify myself as that. I don't know. I, I should ask, though. I mean, what, what phrase would you prefer people say? Um, I'm just a woman who works and I happen to have children, you know? A woman who works who happens to have children. I like it. Yeah, because yeah, that's a, a, a lot good of times point we too. tend to define women inside these boxes of like, oh, she's a working mom. And so let me give you a great example of this. this is my husband's in the army, right? He's gone all the fetching time, <laughs> like all the yeah. time. And I <laughs> asked him, you know, because the question I've done, like hundreds of podcast interviews, and I've been asked mm -hmm. a lot, like, well, what do you do with your kids? And I'm like, what the hell do you mean what do I do with my kids? They're just like running around <laughs> like crazy people. What are you doing with your kids? And so, right. you know, as women, a lot of times it's really hard. My husband's gone all the time. And I was like, does anyone ever ask you where your kids are at? Like, how are you managing, like having a family and kids? And he's like, never, not mm. once. Interesting. Well, so see, it's just and that, like a little that's, I, thought. That's so true. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you called me out on it too, because it's so good to be able to have a shift and say, all right, uh, not a working mom, a woman who works who happen to have kids. And 
you know, I, I hope you understand too. It's not like I think like, oh, Samantha Parker, mom first, businesswoman second, you know, that's not oh, the no, case at all. I, mean, not. Fact, I just yeah, love having totally, this conversation yeah. with people because it's like, wait a second, you know, I'm always like, totally, you, yeah. if you were interviewing a man and you were like, okay, so how do you, that's great that you're a working dad and you can yeah, work from home. Right. It's like, hold on a second, you know? True. Well, and it's, a, it's funny you bring that up. Um, so my dad uh, actually did work from home the majority of his professional career. Um, and it, it was actually very beneficial for us too. Um, I never, or I shouldn't say never, but I rarely experienced a time where my dad was going to the office or had to commute late and, and was coming home late. Yeah. So you got um, to spend so a lot having, more time with your dad, you know? Right. Yeah. So having a, a quote unquote stay at home working dad was so beneficial to us. Right. And it, just for me, my brother and my sister was so nice. And so it's something that, you know, just in my life too, I love the idea of, Hey, if I can grow my, or while I grow my agency, my wife will have kids. I am so happy to be able to stay home and work because I can still raise the kids, but also have the same flexibility that I have right now, which uh, is to take care of them as well as grow my business. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, no, that, it's a great point. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, just as far as other you know, tools that you're using to succeed in life. Um, I interviewed someone the other day. They, they're they big on uh, like just getting ready for the day. You mentioned like exercising and working out. I'm big on exercising and working out. Do you have like a, a set morning routine? And the, the reason I ask is you see all these like Facebook and Instagram ads from people who are either supposedly like self-made Shopify millionaires or things like that. Yeah, and they'll they're always like, talk the about the secret like to all my success is these secret five tips, right? That I do only between <laughs> right, five yeah. a.m. and five fifteen a.m. And if you're not doing them, you won't be successful. <laughs> yeah, and they're coming out of their Lamborghini as they're saying it. And yeah, totally. It's a yeah, it's a nightmare, right? They're they're standing on top of their penthouse suite, things like that. I I try to you know avoid that type of entrepreneurship. I think it's cancerous. It it does not put a good uh, image on the rest of us who are genuinely seeking to better a community in themselves. Um, but I also am Larry that they're like a used car salesman, <laughs> you know, just uh, kind of in it for the money and not for bettering other people. But one thing that they typically do mention is like a, a morning routine. And I am a big believer in a, a strong quality morning routine or, or just a routine throughout the day. Right. I mean, the times you do this, the times you relax and, and, you know, take a nap even. Do you have any type of set routine that you're working through? Um, so I kind of let go of the idea of having a routine because then we put these expectations on ourselves and we might wake up one day and we're sick or we have sore muscles or you know what I mean? And so we start True. going through yeah. this mentality of, oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not good enough. And that type of thing. Then you see a lot of that online, mm -hmm. like especially if you're picking up a lot of freebies and things like that, they're going to tell you exactly yeah. how you should feel all the time. So for me, True. I know what makes me feel good personally. I love going to spin class. I have completely accepted the fact that I think yoga is ridiculous. And I know that so many people get so much out of yoga. So I'm like, that's awesome. Sure. you know. But when I was trying Good to do for those you. things, yeah. it wasn't working for me. So I love uh -huh. like fast movement, lots of things. But whatever it is for nice. you, if it's at nighttime, maybe mm -hmm. it's at noon, who the hell cares? You know, you still totally. have to have some time that's your time. And I say all the time, you have to hit like the three areas, like your mind, your body, your soul. So you've got to move your body every day. You've got to do something that feeds your mind and then you have to do something that feeds your soul or your passion inside. And so whatever that is and however that looks for you, apply that to your life. 
I really like that. Mind, body, soul. I think that's a really cool feed. Do something that feeds each. Is that what you said? Yes. Because we've got to move our bodies like every day. And sometimes they'll overlap, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like in spin class. Like, that's <laughs> right. the best idea I've ever had in my life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I totally agree with that. A lot of my ideas come while I'm working out. I agree with you. But I think what, what you just mentioned is a, a pretty unique perspective of, you know, saying who the hell cares about, you know, my day and the times I do things and things like that. What what was the point where you realized who the hell cares? I mean, and that's a pretty big self-realization. How did that come about? Yeah, it was really like last year, um, I spent a lot of money on coaching and just different things. And mm-hmm. I realized that everyone was telling me all these things I should do. And I was showing up. I was saying what they told me to say. I was acting how they told me to act. And basically, I just become incredibly depressed and I hated myself. And I realized that once I let go of that, like, this is what you're supposed to say and this is what you're supposed to do. And I just started living like my own truths and my own life. And I stopped giving a crap about what everyone thought. You know, (laughs) I saw, you know, I was happy. That's always a good one. I don't expect people to be happy 20 years ago, though. I mean, you probably hated yourself because you were not yourself, right? Yes. And I didn't like anything that we were doing. And it was costing me lots of money. And as soon as I let go of all that, started making lots of cash again and started just kind of living my life the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, there are, and I, I feel bad. I always say, I don't want to put anyone down. I need to change what I say, but you know, there are, like we talked about, there are coaches online that will say, oh, I will coach you and teach you how to be the perfect closer or how to you know, do X, Y, and Z, right? There's a million of them. And the the truth is you don't have to be perfect at every single thing. Everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. It's about identifying what are yours and creating an environment where you can literally outsource the rest, right? Um, For example, I am not good at building websites, but I work with a team that is, right? I I don't want to take that on. I pass it (laughs) off to someone else, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I hate them. They I they're important. Don't get me wrong. They are important, but I do not like building them. It's nothing I want to do. So I have to to put it out there. Uh, something I've struggled with in the past is organization, and so now I have a personal assistant that keeps me on task and keeps me organized. They uh, balance my books. They help with uh, my appointment setting, and that's been a, a huge blessing for me because I I shouldn't say a blessing. That's been a huge asset for me because I haven't had that in the past and it's provided a lot of clarity to me. Okay. So Samantha, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, and then I'll go ahead and let you go. Uh, I wanted to talk about, you have a unique involvement with an organization here in town called the society center. Uh, What I find really cool about the society center is it's a group of very strong, influential, powerful women all under one house. And quite honestly, when I walk in, it's a little bit intimidating because there's so many power figures in the community there. I'd love to hear about your involvement there and what it is that you do. Yeah, so the Society Center is an amazing co-working space, and we created it just for women, and it's been fun to be kind of a part of it. Um, the owner is Casey Kukert, and she basically took like this giant 6,000-square-foot building and flipped it into you know co-working office spaces. We have a private space here, um, and just different things. You know, there's lots of... You've been in here. There's a conference room. There's an event right. space. so cool. Yeah, but it's been really cool to yeah. um, give women a space to come, because like you said, it's kind of intimidating for you. And that's basically right. how it is, is being a woman, especially here in Southern Utah, right. a little behind the, the times. Foot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so 
it gives us a space to come into that we can feel confident, powerful, and then collaborate with each other too. And of course there's totally. tons of cool guys that come in here. Like you come in here, you know, there's lots, it's not, you know, like we're not burning bras or anything like that. It's, really, <laughs> it's not a cult. No, it's really just a great space for women to feel a little more safe because I've, you know, I've had to really grow a tough skin here. I've been told, oh, that's so cute. You created a hobby for a housewife. I'm like, I never was a housewife, but okay. Oh, come on you know, now. And, Someone really yeah, said that to you? Absolutely. A very prominent figure in the community. Unreal. I was called last oh year when gosh. I, yeah, I got phone calls last year when I did a women's event and they were telling me to take my feminist movement and get out of town. And oh my gosh. So, you were telling me about that. I cannot believe that that still exists in 2019. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like it, we live it does in still 2019. And if you oh feel like gosh. it doesn't, you're just putting on your blinders, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So Golly. I love it though, because it's just a great space for women. And, you know, we never want to be like, this is only for women. But the reality of the fact is, is women do need more support when it comes to business. And I know that for a fact, I've had to prove myself over and over and over again. And, you know, now that I've been in business for five years and now that they kind of see the success, I get a little more respect. But I didn't just get that coming in. I had to earn it and I had to fight for it every step of the way. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing is, you know, there are so many women that seek out to start these businesses and you just hear about experiences like the one you just shared. And I still cannot believe that, that actually happened. What do you say to women that are on a path like yourself, a path to success and are told by a very prominent figurehead whose name will leave out? Uh, that, hey, take your feminist movement and get out, or it's cute that you created a hobby for a housewife. What do you say to that? I mean, that can be pretty disheartening. It can be. And at the time, I hadn't quite developed like the self-worth that I have now, because honestly, being a business owner takes massive amounts of confidence. And, right. you know, I probably would have stopped the meeting and been like, I'm sorry, that's inappropriate what you just said, you know? And I don't have mm -hmm. a problem. Like I was even, I mean, I was like, Hey, you just said my least favorite word, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And so for women, we just need to remember to just be like, Hey, you know what? You said that. And that's not really cool. And so you have to learn to stand up for yourself. Even if like, you know, you feel like the bottom of your pit's going to drop out or the bottom of your stomach is going to drop out into a pit is what I meant to say. <laughs> but <laughs> sure. you just have to stand up for yourself and then you have to make people aware because a lot of times they're like, oh, I didn't even realize that's not what I meant at all. And so it's just kind True. of like, Hey, you know, let's wake up. <laughs> well, and one thing I appreciate about the the society center, and we already mentioned, you know, it's, it's not a cult, it's not this elitist group, but it is a group of women that have each other's back. You know, it's a, a good, uh, I would almost say a cornerstone in the community where women can go to rely on other women and have each other's back. And I find that really unique. I've lived, you know, in multiple places in the country. I've lived in Canada and I haven't found this anywhere else where I've gone. I think this sets St. George and Southern Utah apart dramatically. And so having a resource like this down here is very, very important, especially if we want women in business to succeed. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, you know, I think yeah. you'll start seeing more and more of these pop up and I am already because it is just such a great idea. Like, hey, let's, you know, come work together. And, you know, sometimes as women, too, we feel like we're all alone. And I feel like that for a long time, like, oh, I'm the only one going through this or I'm the only one who feels this way. And when in reality, it's mm -hmm. not true. So when we can kind of all come together, even if not even, you know, if you take women out of the equation, but as like a community as a whole, you know, you'll start to see things rise a lot faster. I agree. And, you know, just the road of entrepreneurship is kind of a lonely road to 
and pe- people are more likely to be your friends when they feel like you've made it. Um, just as an example, I started a business a year ago and when I told someone, I told one of my friends and he laughed at me and I, I posted a photo of me standing in front of VaynerMedia uh, about a month ago because um, I had gone to meet with the guys there. And uh, anyways, he messaged me and asked for a job. He wanted to work for me. Um, and I, and I still haven't made it either. That's the, the funny thing is, you know, I'm still working and, and grinding and hustling, but you know, entrepreneurship is a lonely road. And so, you know, tack that on with, you know, women in business and you get comments like that, you know, a good solid women's organization group like that, I think is so important and every community should have one to anyone listening that is you know, living elsewhere other than Southern Utah, there are ways to start these, you know, these don't come out of nowhere. You don't move somewhere and they're always there. These start by entrepreneurs, people that want to make a difference in their community. And so I would encourage you, if this is something that you want to do in your community, not only will it help you as a person, but it will benefit the entire community as a whole. Exactly. And I know there are ones popping up, like there's one in Las Vegas and there's one in Salt Lake City. So you know, it's Good. just go out and find find it or create it. That's what I always say. Totally. Find it or create it. I like it. Samantha, I appreciate you being on the show. For those of you want, who want to reach out to her, go to www.thesamanthaparker.com. Join the Girl Crush Alliance today. Uh, Samantha, I always like to end uh, with the guests saying whatever's on their heart, whatever's on their mind. Is there something you want to say on topic, off topic, business, not business? Share what's on the soul. Well, that's on the spot. Um, one thing I always it like is. to tell people, in, especially when it comes to business, is I've kind of developed this man- mantra of um, I win or learn, I never lose. Because sometimes we can feel like we're failing so hard, you know, especially when you're like watching like a credit card debt go Absolutely. up or something like that or stressing <laughs> about X, Y, Z, you know, or your biggest <laughs> client cancels on you and you're like, ah. Right. Um, is that everything is a learning lesson and something bigger is always coming. So if we can just take the anxiety out of it and be like, what did I learn in this situation? I'm never really losing. So that's the way I like to look at it. That's true. Our biggest L's are our biggest learning opportunities. L is not for loss. It is for learning. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, anyways, guys, this has been another episode of Well, Since You Asked. I'm your host, Spencer Halford. I appreciate you listening. Feel free to rate and subscribe to this podcast. Check us out at www.halfordsocialpros.com or on Instagram at halfordsocialpros. Stay tuned for the next episode, which will be dropping on this Monday. Thank you so much for listening on Instagram at halfordsocialpros. Stay tuned for the next episode.